and looks like we are set there we have it so good morning everyone and welcome to reach online church along with the reach and teach podcast all tied to the jal ministry i am victoria baxter i am the founding teacher here of this online ministry of course i'm also a christian life coach author minister speaker but you can learn more about the ministry at www.thejalministry.com and i kicked off this series um you know last week because i was in the book of luke let's see if i can if i actually tab that here with all my all the other tabs that i have going on yes um i spoke about luke 24 32 last week as i was explaining how we even got to this series titled heart reactions and when you look at luke 24 32 um this is of course when you know they were um they were on the Am I in the right chapter here? Yes, I am. There we go. Sorry. Um, this is when, you know, of course, the disciples, they were, you know, on the Emmaus Road and they were talking about everything that had just taken place, not even realizing that it was Jesus that was walking there um, among them at that time. And, you know, I remember when Jesus was asking like, hey, like, you know, why are you so sad? You know, what's going on? Why do y'all look so down? And of course, they were amazed. Like, did you not hear about everything that, you know, that that just took place? Have you been living under a rock? What's been going on as far as you're concerned? And of course, you know, Jesus was, you know, kind of letting them know like, hey, you know, you did you forget that everything that scriptures has, had talked about was going to happen? But then at some point, that's when we eventually get to Luke 24, 32. And what it says is they asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us. They said, did our hearts not burn? Like after the fact, they realized that, hey, we were having some type of reaction that was going on in our hearts the whole time he was speaking. How did we not mention? How did we not catch that? So what I figured, you know, when I was reading, um, when I was, you know, there in that passage or in that scripture a couple of weeks ago was we were going to start the year off focusing on how we can experience true reactions in our hearts when we have these encounters, you know, reactions that would actually bring forth a change. So when I kicked off this series, I talked about a different love, you know, just loving better and loving differently because we are to love and we know that God is love, right? And it's like the world needs a little bit more love. So it's like when you truly have that encounter with God, it does something to your heart. And of course, from your heart comes love. So it's like realizing that the more that we actually, the more time we spend with Christ, the more time we spend um, in his presence. And even as I started off with that song, just being in his presence, it's going to change you. It's going to do something to you. It's going to cause you to love differently. It's going to cause you to just be completely different. Today, I want to go to the book of Luke, but I'm going to go to chapter six for a different type of reaction. All right. There's something else that I want to talk about based on that scripture, and that's where we're going to be. Let me go ahead and say a prayer for us this morning so I can continue on with this message. All right, let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord God, I want to say thank you for yet another day that you have allowed us to see, another day that you have allowed us to just be, to just be in your presence as the lyrics of that song say, Lord God, of course, I just thank you for waking us up. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you for doing something to our hearts, Lord God, even now. Lord, I have my notes as always, but I pray that you would decrease me and increase you because I want this to be a God moment. I want your children to have a God encounter. I want this to be nothing to do with me, but everything to do with you. So just fill this atmosphere, have your way in this place, in this time. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. 
Amen. Amen. You know, I've shared before, I know I've done it, you know, here in Reach and, you know, just various messages and teachings and, you know, classes and things that I've done over the years. But I've shared that where I am now is not where I had planned to be, like not when I thought about my life. I did not see myself being here. It wasn't in the cards that I tried dealing myself, should I say. You know, of course, I had Treats by Zara. I had my baking business, which was doing very well, you know, even with it, even with it being a home-based business. I had started, um, you know, from there, I was like, okay, well, I can start another business. I started my candle making business as well. You know, I had a website for that. I was doing homemade scented soy candles. I then decided, okay, let's actually put your accounting degree to use. You know, that's what I had my degree and then also certifications in my accounting degree. So I began, I began my own accounting business and I was like, okay, well, now I have my accounting business. I can help others with their accounts. I can also, you know, do tax preparation and now I can manage the books for the two businesses that I had already started, you know, three legal entities that were already formed at that time. Then, of course, I started my nonprofit organization, you know, that had all of the different programs, which the JAL ministry and Reach Online Church are, are tied to that nonprofit. So I just feel like, you know, my plans were going just going. I don't know. You know, I had my plans and I was like, okay, well, this is what I'm going to be doing. And that's just going to be that. When I started um, the Just a Little Facebook page for encouragement, you know, I realized how much I enjoyed teaching, how much I enjoyed reaching, how much I enjoyed inspiring and motivating, you know, and it started as Just a Little and that's how it became J-A-L. Um, and, you know, I just I really I love doing it. You know, I've, I've hosted a few live conferences here in Charleston. You know, I've been able to speak at other conferences. Again, I've done virtual classes. I know that we're going to have a couple of them this year. So make sure you subscribe to the subscribe to the ministry at the JALministry.com. So you'll be notified as far as upcoming classes are concerned. And I just I really enjoy doing all of those things. It was interesting, though. Because I remember one day a few years ago in my bathroom is when I heard God speak to me ever so clearly. I'll never forget it. And what he said to me was, you know, for years, you've used your mouth in a way that has made other people uncomfortable. He said, but now I am going to use it in a way to make you uncomfortable. And it was kind of like, okay, God, like, whoa, what did I do to you? Like, what the heck is that all about? And I was frightened because honestly, I had no clue what that meant. I knew the first part clearly, you know, I, I'm, it's nothing, you know, that I'm, I'm proud of, but you know, I had a little bit of a, I had a little bit of a smart mouth, a little bit of a, you know, an attitude. I had what my mom would even sometimes, you know, jokingly say I had a lethal tongue on how I can hurt someone just with my words alone. But of course that was all coming from a place of, you know, just brokenness and things with my past, but I didn't care what I said or how I said it. Um, I, if I wanted to hurt someone, if I wanted to get even, or even just to get my point across, that was it. I said it. But of course that did not fit who God is. And we know that we are to imitate him. We are to imitate Christ. So the more time, obviously that I spent with God and in his presence, I started to have a heart reaction. He was revealing things to me about myself and letting me know like those things that were absolutely going to change. And that was just going to be that. So when he spoke those words, you know, to me in my bathroom that year, 
I had already come to the realization that my words weren't always God honoring. I just didn't know what he meant by the second part. I'm going to now use your mouth in a way that is going to make other people uncomfortable. I did not know what was going on. Heart reactions. Heart reactions because an encounter with God will absolutely change your heart. An encounter with God is going to cause your heart to burn. You will experience something that you absolutely cannot explain, but it's um it's overwhelming. It's filling. It's consuming. And it's like our hearts control so much. Our hearts contain so much. You know, we went deep with that when I kicked off this series looking at Proverbs 4:23 where it says above all else guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Everything you do flows from the condition of your heart. Everything you say flows from the condition of your heart. So of course in my case, you know, again, my heart was it was broken, you know, it was battered, it was bruised. It just it just it felt unloved, unwanted. It had all of these different things, so that's why my actions and my words poured from the condition of it. I want to take a look at Luke 6.45. Luke 6.45. And for those who like to, um, again, just like me, who like to know the translations, I'm going to be in the NIV translation. Don't forget, of course, I do have that Holy Bible study guide that is on the ministry site. For those of you who are kicking off this year with your Bible reading, um, you know, of course, I've mentioned before how I'm doing the 2021 Bible reading plan. You can subscribe if you go to the reach page. But every week, you you know, you'll get that email letting you know what the Bible reading is. And of course, I think it's uh, the reach 2021 Bible reading plan has its own separate group. But that study guide is for those who are, you know, trying to understand what's going on in every single chapter of the Bible, um, you know, or I'm sorry, every book, like who's the author, who's the audience, when was it written, like how does God reveal himself in this chapter, what's going on, how do I pick the correct, you know, study Bible, like, you know, all of these different things as far as book order and things like that. So you can get that from the shop there, but I know that certain people like certain, you know, different people like certain translations and I'm, I'm kind of the same way, it just depends, but my study Bible and my teaching Bible I primarily use NIV, but I put that there in the comments for the people who are weird like me and actually care. Luke 6:45, Jesus talking, he says, a good man brings good things out of the good that is stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. He says, for the mouth speaks speaks what the heart is full of. I love that. And of course, another translation says, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I wanted to talk to you all today for a message titled, watch your mouth. Watch your mouth, okay? Because oftentimes, oftentimes we speak prematurely and it's only because of what we already have in our hearts at the end of the day right? Like in Hebrew and um, even in Greek, the heart stood for the whole person. You know, I talked about this a little bit in the first message, kicking off this series, but it was the center of the body's essential functions, such as physical, intellectual, emotional, spiritual, and moral. All of those things encompass the heart, what the heart meant, what the heart stood for, all of those different things. And when we look at 2 Corinthians one twenty two. 
it says, I'm going to start in uh, 21, just for the sake of the translation that I'm in. Second Corinthians 1, 21 through 22. Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. So what we see about the heart is that it's the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. And the thing is, once we've confessed with our mouths that Jesus is Lord, and once we believe it, where? In our hearts, then we enter into salvation. We get a glimpse of that even in Ephesians uh, 3.17. Ephesians 3.17, it says, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power. And of course it goes on, you know, in verse 18, but our hearts is our, our heart is the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. And once we confess that Jesus is Lord, once we decide to believe it in our hearts, that is when we enter into a relationship with Christ. That is when we have salvation. That is when Christ begins dwelling in our hearts. So in Luke 6, 45, Jesus is confirming what Proverbs 4.23 says. And of course, you know, I spoke before, I think it was what, like 80% of what Jesus spoke was already in scripture, like, you know, or a large part of, I'm sorry, I, I might be wrong about that percentage, don't, whatever, but a large percentage of what Jesus spoke was scripture. So even in Luke 6.45, when he's saying, hey, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, that's confirming Proverbs 4.23, that a person's actions flow out of inner attitudes and choices. And that's whether good or bad. Watch your mouth. Because we also know that Proverbs 18:21 tells us that life and death, two opposites, there's life and death. And both of those things are, um, they are decided and they are based on what we speak, good or evil, good or bad, life or death, blessings or curses, they can be a result of what we speak and what actually comes out of our mouths. Now, death and life there in that, um, in that scripture, they refer to the impact, you know, that, that what we speak, um, you know, the impact of what we speak, how it impacts others. I'm sorry, I know I worded that incorrectly, but death and life refer to the impact of our words on other people. Now the Midrash, um, it's an ancient commentary on part of the Hebrew scriptures that's actually attached to the biblical text. And the Midrash, it says life and death. When it says life and death, this is a little bit more figuratively speaking when we think about it, because when we think about uh, malicious words, when we think about gossiping, when we think about uh, backbiting, those are all a little bit more figuratively, but it's even more deadly because it's like you can't see it. You can't see it and you don't realize the effect that it can have once it actually comes out of your mouth and once it's spoken over your life or those around you. So the thing about what we say, if we say it, we felt it. And if we felt it, it was in our heart. And something that I oftentimes ask people, and especially based on, like I said, I think what we say, because if we say it, that means we feel it. If you feel it, it was in your heart. When is the last time you did a heart exam? 
when is the last time that you did a heart exam? And I mean, truly thought long and hard about what you feel, about what you say, and about what you do on a regular basis. Because what I've realized is so much will be revealed there in that moment. So much would be revealed there in that moment. It's literally taking a heart inventory. Thinking, okay, you know, how have I treated people? How have I spoken to people? Have you thought about what things you actually think about? Have you thought about what do you think about? You know, what do you think about life? What do you think about faith? What do you think about the world? Like, what do you think about like what's not fair? What do you think about, you know, yourself personally, your, your, your surroundings, you know, just all of these different things, truly taking a heart inventory and thinking, thinking about the things that you think about and what you think about the things that you think about. Like that's what reveals so many different things. Watch your mouth. I can tell a lot about a person based off of what they say. And, you know, of course, with me having the, you know, the ministry, having the online church, yes, being a Christian life coach, but I'm also a relationship coach. But primarily where I spend a lot of my focus and effort is working with single Christian women. So working with women, it's like I can tell a lot about their faith, their hopes, their fears, their past disappointments. The list goes on. <clears throat> I can tell about all of those things based off of what they say what comes out of their mouth. And it's not always good because some of the things that we say, it really shows the condition of our hearts, heart reactions. An encounter with God is to change us. Like your hearts should burn and it should cause you to go forth differently. It says the world will know us by our fruits. You know, that's what the Bible talks about. And also when you look at Matthew 5, 16, it says in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. Our light needs to shine. People should be able to see, you know, who we truly are based off of our good deeds, based off of us glorifying God, based off of our hearts, based off of what we say, based off of what we do. We need to show that our hearts are on fire for God based off of all of these different things, showing that we spend time in his presence. And, you know, spiritual evolution, when I did that study series, um, you know, I think maybe just, I don't know, spiritual evolution, that Bible study series a couple of months ago. And I was even giving the four ways to evolve, you know, how we need to be steadily and constantly maturing. And one way that we are to evolve is to imitate. We are to imitate Christ in the way that we live, the way that we carry ourselves, looking at how Christ spoke, how he reacted to people, the way that he prayed, the way that he was obedient. We should be imitating Christ in the way that we live and the way that we speak. So I wanted you to love differently and to love better. And I gave those tips when, you know, in this series at the start of this in a different love. But here's another challenge for you this year, to watch your mouth, to watch what it is you speak, to think before it even comes out of your mouth. Think about it. How is this hurting or helping? Is it edifying? 
Is it showing that I, you know, that I live righteously? Is it showing that I'm, that I, I sought God out before I even spoke that? Watch your mouth at work with your children, what you speak over yourself, when you're talking to your friends, when you're talking to, you know, your spouse or in all of your relationships, thinking about even with strangers and what you say about, you know, if you're a business owner or about your job or your boss or your coworkers or your, your clients, your customers, your neighbors, whatever, watch your mouth. And I will give you three ways on how to do that. And then we're going to be done. Three ways on how you can watch your mouth. One, before you speak, pause, 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 pause. Just take a break. Let me just think before you even say it. I love Proverbs 15, four. It says the soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. Think long and hard about the context of it all. What you're about to say, again, just think about the context and how it might come off because that kind of takes me to the next one after you pause, then also reflect. Reflect before you say it. Again, just take a break and then think and reflect about it. Proverbs 18.4 says, the words of the mouth are deep waters, but the fountain of wisdom is a rushing stream. In coaching, um, you know, and especially since it's, you know, my, with, with single women, you know, it's all about helping to prepare them for, um, for what the Bible says about marriage, you know, and how to even have a healthy relationship and still have God honoring relationships before eventually, you know, getting to marriage. And, you know, when it comes to dating and all of those different things and still holding on to your morals and your values as a Christian woman. And one thing I always talk about a lot is communication. I feel like communication is what uh, disrupts a lot of relationships today. Um, and, you know, we always say that communication is the most important part, but I was always say we can communicate all day long, but a lot of us miss comprehension because if we don't communicate in a way that the other person can comprehend, then we too have failed at communicating. So I always give the six C's of communication, the six C's of communication. One, content, content, Think about what it is that you are going to communicate. Think about the meat of it all. Make sure that it is something, um, you know, that, that's relevant, that it's going to be communicated properly. Think about that content. Think about consistency, making sure that it's not only taking place, you know, because, of course, there are two different two definitions for consistency. But, you know, checking the frequency. Yes. But not only that, thinking about um the texture, the, the feel of it, of, you know, as well, thinking about um, how it's coming off when it comes to, you know, the consistency of that actual conversation that's taking place. Compassion. A lot of times we communicate just how we feel. You know, as I mentioned before with me, it was I just knew I needed to say something. I didn't really care how it came out. I didn't care how it affected someone. I didn't care how they were going to feel. Now I know to have a little bit of compassion when I communicate. Four, again, comprehension. Are you communicating in a way that the person can understand? You can't just say, oh, well, this is how I communicate. Then that means you're a bad communicator if you're not thinking about the listener. So are they going to be able to understand the way that you are breaking it down? I can't use coaching lingo and, you know, and things that make sense to me if I'm talking to my teenagers. They're not going to be able to comprehend that. 
Now, again, what I might have to think about them is five, creativity. Sometimes we have to get creative with the way that we communicate, again, to make sure that it's able to be comprehended. And because if you're saying the same thing over and over again in the same way, it gets boring. Switch it up. Then your partner will hear you better. And then six, clarity. Is it clear? Are you to the point? Short, sweet, to the point. Let that be that. So in order to watch your mouth this year and to have better, you know, conversations and just thinking in general about what you're speaking and again, just with others over yourself, pause, think long and hard about the context and what can be a result of you speaking that to reflect, reflect, think about those six C's of communication. Think, is it helpful or hurtful what you're about to speak? Is it going to bring life or death? Is it something that is edifying to God? Is it going to elevate the kingdom? And all else, number three, pray. Pray. I always tell people, like, pause, reflect, pray, 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 pause, pray. James 1.5, it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you can ask for God for it, and he will generously give it to you, and he will not rebuke you for asking. Just pray and take a break. Say, God, how do you feel about what's about to come out of my mouth? Lord, help me to word this correctly. Lord, is this something that you would even want me to say? Lord, is this going to be helpful or hurtful? Like, how is what you're about to say? How is it wise? How is it necessary? Again, pausing and reflecting. And if you're still not sure, praying and asking God, is it going to help? Is it going to harm? Do I need to keep it to myself? Where is this coming from? What are my motives for conveying this? What are my motives for relaying? Is it selfish? Is it edifying? How is it going to affect you? How is it going to affect someone else? Thinking about all of these things before you open your mouth, all right? Heart reactions. We just need to be more mindful today in general and let the words that come out of your mouth show that you spend time in the presence of God. Let it show that you are a Christ follower. Let your light shine so that others can tell that you are a child of God, that it's not no, like they don't know it because of uh, because of you talking about it. They don't know it because you have a Jesus piece around your neck. They don't know it because of the cross earrings. They don't know it because your Bible that you're always pulling out. They know that you're a Christ follower based on how you love and based off of what you speak. All right. Let us show that we truly are children of God. Heart reactions. Heavenly Father, Lord God, I just want to say thank you because I know that you are doing something even now in our hearts, Lord God. As your word says, create in us a clean heart. Renew a loyal spirit within us, Lord God. Let others see who we are and who you are based off of how we live and how we live according to your word, your will, and your way. This is my prayer for myself and for everyone right now under the sound of my voice. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. I pray that you all have a fantastic Sunday and an amazing week. I will see you tomorrow, of course, for Mountain Moving Monday. All right. Again, go to the website, www.thejalministry.com. Subscribe. If you are wanting to join the Bible reading plan, you need to go to the reach tab. There is a separate place that you need to put your email address if you want to do the chronological Bible reading plan with us um, this entire year. All right. But of course, there are different things you can shop. There are spiritual, spiritually equipping um, courses and books you can sow into this ministry. God bless the faithful tithers and the sowers to this ministry and those who support it 
in different ways. And of course, my anchor podcast listeners, you too can support this podcast and you can sponsor it as well. But I God bless again, and I pray that you all have a fantastic week and I'll talk to you all later. Bye.